Welcome to the Balance and Blossom podcast. Your host, Meg, uses her knowledge and experience with mental health, yoga, and meditation to support you in balancing your life. Through vulnerable, candid conversations, join Meg each week to discuss all topics related to mind, body, and soul with special guest episodes to dive deep and learn more. It's time to balance and blossom into the most authentic version of you. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited you're here. And I know I say that every episode. Well, I know I've said that the first two episodes, but I'm so excited for this third episode. And I'm so grateful to be here. I'm also even more grateful that you are here. I really have been on a roll with this outpour of inspiration. This outpour of knowledge and wisdom and the desire to share and speak and express. And so as I sit here with my incense burning, my salt lamp on, just finished teaching the most flowy, juicy yoga class, I am ready to just dive on in and talk about this beautiful, beautiful lesson that came to me today. Not going to (laughs) lie. I was on my way home to, well, I was on my way up to my parents' home to go teach a yoga class in person. And so I listened to a podcast on my way up there. And then we got a downpour of rain. (laughs) So we moved the class to virtual and I came back to my home in the city. And again, I listened to another podcast So both of these drives on the way there and the way back, I was listening to some of my favorite mentors and just guides that I look up to. One of them was a previous business coach that I worked with earlier this year. And so both of these podcasts were obviously incredible, but they also just left me feeling so connected. And even though I may not have a real in-person relationship with the podcast hosts or with these people, with these mentors that I look up to, by listening to their podcast, I was able to connect with them Because they were being so real and raw and candid and authentic. 
And that is what I hope to and strive to bring to this podcast for you. I want you to be able to listen and feel like we're having an actual conversation because that's how I felt earlier today when I was listening. These podcast episodes were resonating with me so much and I was feeling everything that the hosts were feeling. As they were saying it, I was able to put myself right into their shoes the one episode, she started to tear up and all of a sudden I'm feeling myself want to tear up. I'm noticing the emotion of not sadness, but tears are coming to me because I can feel her energy and her emotion being transferred through the podcast right to my heart. And it's such a beautiful feeling to take a step back and notice and really understand that we are all so deeply connected. And the fact that I felt so powerfully the emotions that this person was feeling as they were recording the podcast and it landed so deeply with me that it brought me almost to tears I mean like what life is crazy that is that is wild and I love it that is what fuels me I love that shit that is just like For me, that is so important and valuable to experience in this life is that empathy for another person, to be able to put yourself exactly in their position and feel what they are feeling. And so after these episodes, I was talking with my partner. He called me and We were just chatting about how our days were and I was letting him know that I was probably going to record another episode after I taught my yoga class because I'm just feeling so motivated to and I didn't know exactly what I wanted to talk about. And when I said that, we hung up shortly after and it dawned on me that I wanted to talk about empathy and I wanted to talk about how we can protect ourselves from sometimes feeling too much empathy. I wanted to talk about the things that we need to be doing to protect ourselves when we are highly empathetic. And so, although the scenario that I gave just now about me listening to this podcast and feeling that so deeply, although that is an example that left me feeling good, I didn't leave that feeling drained or overwhelmed or like I was taking on the other person's emotions. And it wasn't like it was a heavy emotion. 
this was actually a very light and pleasing situation of me experiencing so much empathy for this person that I was able to really put myself in their shoes. Sometimes when you are highly empathetic, you can take on someone else's energy, someone else's emotions and mistake it for your own And it can consume you. It can ruin your day if you aren't aware of it. And so I have recently been learning that being highly empathetic or being an empath is not a bad thing, nor is it a good thing. I'm slowly starting to unravel my conditioning, my conditioning around what is good and what is bad and always putting things into those two boxes. So although being an empath or being highly empathetic comes with its highs and its lows and some great things and also some not so great things. I don't want to classify it as good nor bad. I don't want to put it into a box. However, for myself, I have been slowly trying to allow myself to be with my empathy and not suppress it. So for those of you, a little background story, a little background information before I dive into the four things that you need to be doing if you're an empath, I want to give a little background context and just share a little bit more about myself. And I have been working in the community mental health field here in Toronto for almost three years, more than three years now. And... I've been working with some of the most complex and vulnerable populations here in Toronto. So that includes the homeless community, people who are experiencing severe mental illness, things like schizophrenia, psychosis, and also experiencing severe alcohol use disorder or substance use disorder otherwise known as addiction. So being someone who is highly empathetic, working with this clientele, working with this population, I very quickly, I wanted to say (laughs) I shortly realized that I was taking on a lot of what my clients were going through because I cared so much, because I had so much empathy. I was really able to put myself in the shoes of someone who was experiencing something horrific. And so I quickly learned that I wasn't going to save everyone. 
there was going to be clients that didn't want my help or I wasn't going to be able to successfully help. And there was also clients that I was not going to be able to take on all of their trauma, all of their hurt, and really empathize with them. And so I began to shut myself off from my empathy. I began to really suppress my empathetic nature. And although a lot of it was still there, because it has, it, it's always there. It's always within me and it always has been. But I had to turn some of my empathy down or else it would have consumed me. It would have taken me head first into the deep end and I would have lost myself. And that's not to say that I didn't care about my clients. That's not to say that I don't care about my clients or the people that I work with. It's simply that I needed to be able to separate my own life and my work life and not be constantly consumed by my client's life and helping them get to a better place or helping them find a place to live. I couldn't be constantly worrying and stressing and taking on all of their energy and all of their emotions because it was too much. So over the last little bit, I have really suppressed my empathetic nature and my empathy. And I just wanted to provide that as somewhat of a background because as I said, I'm slowly learning to work with it and practice the daily rituals, the things that I need to do in order to protect myself because my empathetic nature and my empathy is never going to go away. Yes, I can suppress it. Yes, I can avoid it. Yes, I can numb it, but that's not a way to live. It's not a sustainable way to live and it's never going to go away completely. So it's one of those things you have to learn to work with. And being empathetic doesn't always have to be an overwhelming and negative thing. Having empathy for other people is what makes us human. It's what creates a deep bond, a deep connection with someone else. And so there are ways to work with it so that it doesn't become a force in your life that is draining and taking away all of your light. So let's get right into it. Let's go over these four things that you need to be doing that you need to incorporate into your daily rituals, your daily habits. 
So the first thing I wanted to talk about is knowing what gives you energy and what drains your energy. So as I said before, this situation of listening to these podcasts and feeling so deeply connected because of my empathy for these people, for these mentors that I was listening to, this actually gave me energy. It reminded me of the simple fact of my humanness. It reminded me that it's so much bigger than just this. Life is so much bigger than what I can just see with my eyes. And it brought me into this energetic space that was positive, that was uplifting. And it didn't drain me. And so the other side of the coin is when someone is experiencing something painful or traumatic or hurtful, and you're really close to them, and you have empathy for them, and you understand what they're going through, you can really put yourself in their shoes and understand how it must feel for them. And sometimes that can be really draining. And it's not to say that it's not valid what they're going through. It's not to say that you can't have empathy for them. But sometimes... It drains your energy because you're really putting yourself in the seat of their life and what they're going through at that time is not going to be the most uplifting. And so coming back to knowing what gives you energy and knowing what drains your energy. So identifying those little instances where you do feel uplifted, you do feel energetic And knowing those instances when you might feel a little drained, you might feel like you've taken on these heavy emotions. Again, it's not to say that you shouldn't or you can't take on these heavy emotions for this friend or this loved one, this person in your life that's going through something. Because again, it's part of being human. It's part of being there for someone. It's part of having that connection and that relationship with that person is really being able to put yourself in their shoes and let them know that. Let them know that you understand. But simply taking the time to be aware of it. So when it is happening, when you are given energy, you can utilize that. You can take that good energy and you can spread it. You can pass it along, you can channel it into creativity, you can channel it into inspiration or motivation. And when it's draining you, or when you perceive it might drain your energy because it's heavy and it feels uncomfortable, you know that after you need to take care of yourself. You need to do something that's going to bring your energy back up. That's going to help you release that heavy, that painful stuff, whatever it is that person's going through. 
and you can bring yourself back to neutral, bring yourself back to whatever your equilibrium is. In using that as a tool, because often we remain so unaware of what it is that's taking our energy and what's giving our energy. And sometimes it comes down to the simple fact of you're an empath, you're highly empathetic to other people's energies and other people's emotions, and you're taking it on. And then you're not doing anything to outsource or to bring yourself back up. Okay, moving into this next point is boundaries. So this goes hand in hand with knowing what drains your energy. And so setting those boundaries, if you're already in an emotional or energetic state that is heavy or negative and someone is coming into your world and they're also experiencing that energy or emotion as well, being able to set a boundary and saying, look, right now I'm really not feeling the best. Maybe we can revisit this at a different time. Maybe it's best if we take space so that we don't fuel each other's energy, emotions, so that we don't add fuel to the fire, that we don't feed off of each other's energy that is in a not-so-great place. So really taking the time to be aware and then to set those boundaries Number three, spending time in solitude, silence, or stillness. The three S's. (laughs) And this is a way to really recoup from a moment of intense empathy for someone else that's bringing you into a state of not feeling so great. This is also a protective measure as well. This is something that's important to practice every day. This is something I practice every day. All of these are. That's why I'm passing it along to you. But the solitude And the silence and the stillness is crucial. If you are so sure of yourself, if you are so calm and you can maintain that stillness and that calmness throughout life's chaos, throughout any negative emotion or any draining energy, you're golden. (laughs) And although it might not be that simple, I get that. Taking time to practice. So I do this through my morning ritual, through my morning routine. I take time to sit down, to breathe, to meditate, to get quiet, to get still. And I do this in solitude because it helps me 
feel a sense of calm and peace as I head out into the world, as I head out into the chaos that we call life. It keeps me centered. It keeps me grounded. And so this is really, really crucial. If there's one thing you take away from this episode, it's this. Find what works for you. Maybe it's just taking time for yourself alone, watching Netflix, watching TV, whatever it is. If you're someone that needs that alone time to recoup and to get energy, this is for you. Maybe you need silence. Maybe there's too much noise and you need to get that silence in order to feel like your best self, in order to be able to work with your empathy, with your empathetic nature so that you're not taking on everything else. And then of course, stillness, finding that grounded, centered presence becoming really, really still. I love this. I, I love all three of these. Like I said, I practice this every day and it is one of the most helpful tools for my empathetic nature, for the empath in me. Because in order to show up and support those in my life, I need to be able to show up and support myself. And last but not least, cleansing rituals. So these are those rituals, those routines, those little things that you can do that help cleanse yourself, cleanse your energy, cleanse your soul (laughs) of all that you have taken on. And again, this might be more so related to if you're taking on negative energy or heavy energy, heavy emotions, this might be something you want to practice to release and to cleanse and to let it go so that it doesn't consume you. These can also be used though on the other side of the coin if you are feeling that burst of energy, if you are taking on that good positive energy, these are also things that you can do. And the first one, shower cleansing. Okay, yeah, I know you take a shower. I get that. (laughs) That's not what I mean to just take a shower and clean yourself. What I mean is when you're in the shower, I want you to imagine washing away everything, all of the heavy energy, all of the toxic or negative emotions, 
all of that stuff that does not serve you anymore. I want you to imagine it rinsing right off your skin, right out of your energy. And it's a form of, I want to say purification. I'll use that term lightly. But really visualizing yourself washing away the day, washing away whatever you've taken on that does not serve you. And the best thing about it, you can do it every single day. You can do it so easily. Just put this into your mind, plant the seed so that every time you take a shower, you're visualizing yourself cleansing, releasing, letting go of what does not serve you energetically, emotionally, physically, materially, whatever it is. (laughs) Also, using tools, using rituals like sage, palo santo, incense, even candles, burning something and allowing that to cleanse the air, cleanse the area that you are in, the space around you, that energetic space. And then lastly, using a physical or emotional release, right? So maybe it's exercise Maybe it is running, walking, yoga, whatever it is. Any form of physical or emotional release that is going to leave you feeling like you've released. That's going to leave you feeling cleansed. Like you've taken the time to really let go of that energy and that emotion that's not serving you, that is not yours to carry. Because yes, we can have empathy. Yes, empathy for others is a great thing. I'm not denying that. However, know what is yours to carry and know what is not yours to carry. So you can have empathy for someone, but you don't have to take on and live with what they are experiencing that is for them and it's not for you to hold on to chances are if you have clicked on this episode and you have listened to it You are someone who is highly empathetic, someone who is an empath. And I want to take this time to really acknowledge you and let you know that I see you and I'm with you. Like I said, it doesn't have to be a bad, bad in air quotes thing to be an empath. And it doesn't have to be a good 
in air quotes, thing either. It is what it simply is. And we can use different tools, different techniques to work with our empathy. Because the last thing we want to do is suppress it. We don't want to turn down our empathy because like I said, it's that beautiful thing that makes us human, that connects us and bonds us with other humans. So I hope that this has resonated with you. Again, take what has resonated and leave the rest for someone else. I hope that you enjoyed this episode and you have learned something from it. I am over the moon to be able to share this with all of you. And I know that it will land with the people that need to hear it most. So this one's for you. I will talk to you in the next episode and I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day, a beautiful rest of your week, and I'm sending you so much love.